Will the injuries ever end? It sucks that Zion Williamson suffered an injury setback, but I'll explain why no one is to blame. Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, disappointing news coming out of the Zion Williamson injury front, suffering a setback to that right hamstring strain that he was in the process of recovering from. We'll explain how to kind of look at this, reasons for hope, and what it means for this team going forward. It's a pretty jam-packed show now in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. We can even forget about the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll maybe get to that at another point in time. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you breaking down everything you want to know about the team. The good, which has been a lot this season, also the bad injuries, and we're going to do that even more today. But there's reasons for hope, and I'll explain what those are and what the long-term outlook is for the Pelicans as well. So let's dive into the news. It came out yesterday, today, depending on when you're listening to this, that Zion Williamson um, came from David Griffin, that Zion Williamson had a setback recovering from the right hamstring strain that he suffered in January 22nd in a loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. The team, by the way, is 6-14 and since he's gone down. They also had a 10-game losing streak in that. David Griffin said it's expected that he'll be out a couple of weeks, weeks past the All-Star game, the All-Star break. That's first and foremost, just unbelievably disappointing. Unbelievably disappointing. And if you're frustrated, I get it. I am too. If you're sad, if you're annoyed, let those feelings out. Those are all natural things to feel here. And you're not wrong in thinking that. There's, You're not wrong in being frustrated that this always happens, things things of those nature. It sucks, right? This was a once promising season for New Orleans that has been completely derailed by injuries. And even if they finish strong, this season's going to feel like a disappointment because they weren't really able to achieve what their ceiling could have been because just injuries, 29 straight games lost because of Brandon Ingram and the toe injury that he suffered. And now Zion, after being out almost 20 20 games now, is going to be out more when we were hoping to see him back soon after the All-Star break. And so with that frustration, there's a lot of anger in there too, I'm sure. And it's natural to want to find someone or something to blame. But that's not always the case. There are, in fact, blameless things. While you can be upset and frustrated about this, I don't know if there's anyone or anything to actually be angry about. And I did a show on this recently trying to talk about injuries, and injuries are tough. And when you look at this one, you know, we don't have all of the relevant medical information. We're not there seeing it. You know, whether you want to blame Aaron Nelson and the training staff, the medical staff, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if they've done their job or not, or if this is just another fluke injury. 
And in general, it seems like it is. You know, of note with the Zion Williamson injury here is he had been playing three on three. He was working his way back. If he was at three on three when this probably happened around Tuesday, it seems likely that he would have gone through five on five and been back out on the court after the post All-Star break. Everything, everything was going according to plan. He did warm-ups during, before the game on Tuesday. You did not see him on the bench in that win over the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night. However, you did see him there, though, on Friday. So it likely happened somewhere in there, maybe during warm-ups. I'm not really sure, and it doesn't even really matter. Zion was going through the normal thing, and something happened. And it's a setback, and they've got to kind of start over, it sounds like. That's somewhat normal and somewhat expected with a hamstring injury like this. And if they have done the work to get him to playing three-on-three, the medical staff, the training staff was doing their job. They were getting him there. Everything was on the normal timeline until we got this update. You're going to see him likely back right after the All-Star break, could probably have seen him before if this setback didn't even happen. You might have gotten one or two, maybe even three games. Maybe he could have played Friday, something along those lines. That's where it seems like it was progressing too. Then this happened and it starts it over and it sucks. But whose fault is this? Is it anyone's? And I don't think it is. I think it's just something that happens. Hamstrings are tricky. This is a somewhat common thing to have happen with them. But, you know, when you look at Zion in every interview that he's done, when we've seen him, he looks good. He looks in shape. I'm not really worried that he put on weight or wasn't taking his rehab seriously during this time. There have been times when that wasn't the case, but, and I've reported on that, right? I've gotten in some trouble for that. I'm not saying that here because I don't think it was the case at all. I think Zion was doing all of the right things. He's got a nutritionist. He's got a personal trainer. He's kind of acting much more like a professional than he ever has been before. So I don't blame him when something like this happens. It just happens. The training staff to get him to three on three on the normal timeline, that sounds right. Okay, they did their jobs. Maybe this is just one of those things. Yes, the team has had horrible injury luck for what feels like forever, but again, none of it's really connected. Brandon Ingram dealt with that toe contusion. The team's kind of hinted, right, that he was ready to go and it was on him. So that's not on the medical staff for keeping him out. That's on the player just not feeling right, and that's okay too. It's his body. Go back to the Anthony Davis stuff, the DeMarcus Cousins era, right? You know, the medical staff has been completely turned over. The training staff completely turned over at that point. It's not the same people. Is it the medical staff? Is it they just got two bad ones in a row? It could be, but I'd say more likely these things are just a fluke. I don't think they handle injuries poorly or anything like that. I think it's just really unfortunate. And when you look over the past couple of years at the Pelicans and games lost due to injury, salary lost due to injury, and I talked about this on the show that I did the other day about all of this, Pelicans are right in the middle of the pack. They're not bad. They're not amazing at it either. They're right in the middle of the pack, kind of where they, they should be, where you'd expect them to be. That's not a bad spot to be in. I would call it amazing, but I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here. Maybe the Pelicans want to take a good long look at the medical staff right now and kind of look at that and try and evaluate that this offseason. And I don't think that would be a bad thing or the incorrect thing to do. Certainly, you got to at least take a look at it. But I don't know if there's just anyone to blame. I think it's just something that happened. And you know what I say to something like that? It's just, God, it sucks. It sucks. Derailed the season. Season's going to be a disappointment almost no matter what now. Just how it goes, unfortunately. There's 
nothing to do. Do you blame someone or do you think this is blameless? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. But regardless of how much this sucks, and it sucks majorly, there's still reasons for hope and there's still reasons to be optimistic about the Pelicans the rest of the way and what they're going to be capable of doing. Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. In jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your job postings with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 870 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. So you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs, connect with them fast and for free, all in one platform. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're completely free here Monday through Friday for y'all through the good and the bad and have been for years. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Comment down below on YouTube if you want to support the channel. We're going to keep looking at the team. They're still going to keep playing basketball games, so we're not going to take time off because you care, I care, and we're going to look at what they're going to be capable of doing right now in this segment. So there's reasons for optimism. Again, the season's going to be a disappointment compared to where the expectations were at the start of the year. But I've, I've said a lot. I think expectations fluctuate. They change. They're not a fixed mark that you index off of no matter what. Injuries to your two best players are going to change the way you look at the season, perceive the season, and evaluate the season, all things considered. And by the way, evaluating and evaluating this team going forward, we're going to talk about that in the next segment coming up. But for right now, you know, if you change your expectations of just kind of like make the most of the year, get into the postseason, however that is, the play-in tournament, maybe the sixth seed, could even be higher than that, to be perfectly honest, things can still be okay and there's ways to salvage parts of it. I don't think at any point I'm going to call this season a pure success unless they make a run to the conference finals without Zion or something like that. And Zion, by the way, if we're looking for reasons for hope, silver linings, they haven't ruled him out for the season. I'm not going to make any judgments on whether they will or not, but they haven't. If he does play post-All-Star break, even if it's a couple of weeks, the Pelicans have 23 games remaining. There's time for them to get him back for 10 games. The All-Star break, we're going to go through the next like two weeks on this. And then their next game isn't for when you're listening to this 10 days. Then maybe two weeks after that, so you're looking at three and a half weeks potentially before Zion could come back. I think that maybe could be realistic, maybe a little bit longer, but there could be a period where he's back for 10 games before the postseason and just get him kind of into the groove and get this team as scary as they can be going into the playoffs. So the reasons for hope are that he's not out yet. The other reasons for hope is of those 23 games, the Pelicans have the easiest strength of schedule remaining and going forward. They have the easiest schedule remaining. That's helpful. That's helpful. If you go back to what this team did last year, 
They have, sorry, they have 25 games remaining. I'm sorry. And they have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. That includes two more before you get post all-star break. So they have 23 after the all-star break. I was right on that number. So when you look at that, things are doable. They went 13 and 10 post all-star break last year after the CJ McCollum trade kind of peaked at the right time and gave the Phoenix Suns a tough first round series. You know, that's about playing fifth. What it's a winning percentage of about 57% closer to 60%, which is what they were with CJ McCollum after the all-star break last year when, when CJ and BI played, that's a good team. And the same team is still here with the possibility of adding Zion back into the mix at some point. That's encouraging. The team that went on that run last year is back healthy now because B.I. is back and looks like he's back. Let C.J., B.I., and Jonas carry you the rest of the way. That's a team that should be able to go above 500, particularly against this schedule. Could they be significantly above 500 with this schedule? The potential for that isn't unreasonable. That's not looking at the toughest strength of schedule remaining and be like, they better be above 500. I'd look at that and be like, eh, hold on, what are we doing here? But they have potential to still be very, very good, I think. And so the, the season's not over. It feels like it's over with the Zion Williamson injury, but the season is not over just yet. And I'm optimistic about what they're going to be able to accomplish because of all of that. This team has already done it. They're in a better spot now than they were last year. Last year, when you looked at them before the All-Star break, they were 13 games under 500. 13 games under 500. And they still managed to make some noise and do their thing. They're one game over 500. That's a 14-win swing right now for the starting point of the exact same team that went 13-10. and 10. You had 13 wins to this team right, right now. Let's say you had two more. It's 44 wins. That puts them as the seventh seed in terms of records from last year. But the Western Conference is much more mid-tiered this year. Things are still closer. You do that, you could potentially still be the fourth seed and host a first-round playoff series. They're not in as bad of a spot as they were last year. They're going to need to do a little bit less work to get into the postseason. There's a greater margin for error than what they had last year. If you get in, even if it's the seventh or eighth seed, you just have to win one game to get into the postseason and out of the play-in tournament. It's doable. It's doable. And you might have Zion Williamson back for all of that. We've seen this team... When one of B.I. or Zion is healthy, it's still really good, right? They got Brandon Ingram back. They just went 3-1 and one on the four-game homestand that they had. That's a good spot to be in. That's a good position to be in. There's still the makings of a very good team here. There's some matchup problems. The Cavs definitely are one. Some bigger teams slightly are two. But the schedule is very favorable. It's, it's a little bit tougher than probably 30th, to be honest. You see the Thunder, who are playing well, are in there a couple of times. You know, I don't think it's the, the easiest, actually. But in terms of winning percentage, now it is. But it's still like one of the fifth easiest ones going forward. There's still reasons to be confident and optimistic about this team. And it's also, this is the roster they have. They're not going to tank. That's going to be out of the question, just as it was last year for this team, too when it looked like maybe they should do something like that. And a lot of people were calling for that, but that's not what anyone wants here. This team wants to go and win and try and build off of what they have. And they're going to be able to do that. So you can look to last year for a lot of parallels to this year too. And I think that's encouraging as we look at what new Orleans might do. BI is still a superstar when he's healthy. If he gets injured, different story again, 
but he looks good. He looks back. He looks pretty happy out there on the court. CJ's gotten it going a little bit more. They need to feed Jonas, certainly. But you're also probably still a better team than you were a year ago. Trey Murphy is better starting, doing his thing, not getting Garrett Temple minutes over him and things like that. You have... Other players, Josh Richardson, a little bit more depth here. Larry Nance Jr., fully healthy when he wasn't on that stretch run that the Pelicans made last year. He's been great for New Orleans. Herb Jones is starting to get things going and right now looks like a beast defensively. There's reasons to still be engaged and excited and optimistic about this team, even if the season's going to be a disappointment. Just because the season's going to be a disappointment from where we started does not mean the season's over because New Orleans isn't going to play like it is. So there's reasons to watch games, reasons to pay attention, reasons to root for them, and we'll be covering it all here on Locked On Pelicans. But what about beyond this year, going forward, when you're starting to plan and project for subsequent seasons, particularly next year? Do we actually need to see this whole team together? I'll answer that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained, especially on Trey Murphy. You can build out your same game. Game parlay, take the spread, take the money line and some of the player props. Trey Murphy hitting two plus threes is like a lock right now. CJ McCollum, four plus assists. It's a lot of fun. It makes the games more interesting. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here every day, completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Looking at the injuries, what it means this season, and now what it means going forward and giving you my take on the situation here. And now for your second listen, Derek Carr's now free agent. Does that mean no chance of coming to the Saints, or is there still a possibility that that could occur? Go listen to Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson, breaking down everything black and gold as your second listen after Locked on Pelicans being your first listen. So we just looked at, we, we've looked at the injuries and how it just sucks and it's no one's fault. It just happens. We've talked about what it means going forward for the rest of the way. They'll, they should be fine. They'll get Zion back. And we're looking at kind of a repeat of last season. Probably not a big, deep postseason run, but the potential for one, but they're going to get some playoff games no matter what. But what about after this season? How do you evaluate this team? How do you try and figure out what you've got for the future? You know, it's kind of, do we need to see this whole team together? And the answer to that is, in my opinion, no. No, we don't. We know what they're all capable of because we've seen it at different points in time. We've seen Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson succeed. The team was bad around him, but those two played great basketball together. There's no question if they fit together or not. We've seen, we've seen Brandon Ingram and CJ. We saw it last year and what they were able to do against the Suns in the first round. All of those things do add up together, and it's not like one cancels out the other. 
I don't need to see all three of them together because I know they're very good at that, even in the very limited minutes that we saw this year. Large enough sample size to base things on? No, but when you start to really factor in other things around them, right? How they've played with each other kind of all separately and piecemeal, it's good. It's good. We've seen Zion and CJ do really well this year. Seven-game winning streak without Brandon Ingram. They're going to be just fine with those three guys as your main core. The only question is, can you rely on them to be healthy enough to ever put it together and finish as a, a one seed, a two seed? That's somewhat of an open question. I don't know how to answer that question. As I said in the first segment of this show and in another episode that I've done, the one on injuries, these things aren't connected. Things happen. And yes, it can just be four years of bad luck, unfortunately. So I don't know how to answer that question. And that just means I'm going to go on what we can do. And that's building it and basing it off of this team. Maybe that's doing it a little bit on hope. But look, it's not like you're going to trade Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson and expect full value from them and be able to still be a competitive team. That's not going to happen. You know, you look at, oh, trade one for Kevin Durant. That was that was never happening, by the way. Contrary to, you know, certain hopes, right? They never were calling about Kevin Durant at the trade deadline or the Nets calling the Pelicans being like Kevin Durant for Brandon Ingram and some picks or something. That was never offered. That was never a thing. The Pelicans never had a chance or were even in contention or discussing Kevin Durant. So you're not going to be able to move him for a guy like that. And that's who you'd move him for. You know, unless you want Carl Anthony Towns, but do you? I don't. That's what you'd be looking at with that. So is it really a question of trading them? And it's not. You just have to go forward with these guys and figure out what really works. The good thing is, I know all three of them work well together. I know all three of them work well together, and I'm not concerned about that in the slightest. I think there's still tweaks to be made. I don't think Jonas is long-term for this team, but you don't need to see them all play together to know that. We've kind of known that for most of the season, it feels like. That more has to do with Willie Green than other things, too. So when you look at what they need to add, you add more shooting and maybe another slight ball handler to this squad. That's what you add. That's what you add. More shooting, right? Everyone needs more shooting. Add more shooting. That's fine. You know, you get a cheap center that you can start games with that plays 20 minutes a game and is a starter in name only and then close with Larry and play Larry a bunch of minutes and then have a medium level third big after that. That's all you need. We know what they need to add to this team. I don't need to see it over a stretch run to, oh, what do they have here? You know what you have in Trey Murphy. You know what you have in Herb Jones. You know what you have in Najee Marshall. You'll learn what you have in Dyson Daniels, but we kind of, as we're projecting them out, we know what that should be. You know all of this stuff already. It doesn't make building the roster tougher next year or that they shouldn't make a move at the trade deadline if they don't know what they have. They know what they have. They know what they need to go and acquire. If OG Ananobi was it, they would have acquired OG Ananobi. They have enough picks, but he wasn't it. They need more shooting, more consistent shooting than him. You know, another big in John Collins wasn't the answer. That wasn't a thing. So looking at all of this, I think they're fine. It just sucks. You, you could sum up today's show with that. It sucks. But we know what this team is capable of. We've seen it. The question is, will we actually get to see it over a long enough period of time? You don't really have much of a choice right now other than to kind of hope for that and say, yeah, let's go for it and kind of push your chips in with that. And that's what the boat is right now. And that's what you're moving forward on. 
So now we'll see the rest of the season is going to really be about can Zion come back and get in enough games to make this team dangerous going to the postseason, a la a team like the Golden State Warriors, you know, at seven or eight and then going on, you know, six, whatever they were, going on like a massive run or something along those lines. Then all of a sudden it's like, wow, how'd they get there? And it's like, oh yeah, they've been really good. They were just injured and dealing with a lot of things throughout the regular season. And that, I think, makes a ton of sense that they're going to be able to do. So we'll see how it goes. The Warriors were third last year, so it's not quite as extreme as example as what the Pelicans would be. But if the Pelicans can win a first-round playoff series, I'm going to be happy at the end of the day, and that's kind of making the best of what has been a disappointing, awful, sucky season at times just due to injuries. So more tomorrow, we'll look at the game they play tonight, recap the game against OKC, preview the game against the Lakers, and kind of look at some goals for the Pelicans to have throughout the remainder of the regular season. That's coming up later this week, and of course, we'll be having you covered here throughout All-Star break and everything over at Locked on Pelicans. Subscribe, comment on YouTube. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with y'all tomorrow.